Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back or welcome to my podcast. My name is Carly and this podcast is all about making the law of attraction, manifestation, and spirituality work for you because we are amazing spiritual beings and we are meant to be, do, and have all that we choose. Today is all about money money, abundance, financial stability, and freedom. And I am coming back live with you guys to do my very first podcast interview with the beautiful Morgana Ray. And in this episode, we talk all about money manifestation. And Morgana brings up something that I have actually never really thought of before, which will definitely switch up your game with manifesting money. And you can literally start doing this amazing process that she talks about tonight. If you're ready to manifest the life you desire, have that financial freedom, and basically heal your relationship with money, take all your power back, and allow the floodgates to flow straight to your bank account, keep listening. I think you're gonna love this episode. So if you guys are ready, let's co-create. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, beautiful souls. Today, we are doing something very different. I have my very first guest ever on this podcast, and I am so excited. I have the beautiful Morgana Ray here with me. She is a best-selling author whose book, Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation, is an international bestseller. She's been featured on Wall Street Journal, ABC, NBC, Fox, and so many other well-known networks, as well as radio shows. And today, she is here to talk to us all about money manifestation and how to bring our wealth to a whole other level. So welcome, Morgana. I'm so excited to see you and to talk to you about money manifestation, but um, I guess to start us off, just you know, just let us know a little more about you and exactly what you do. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, I've been a coach, a life and business breakthrough coach for, I guess it's 27 years now. I started in 2004 when, no, wait, 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 no, that's, I'm so bad with numbers. 1994. Yeah. 1994. Um, yeah. Dates are just not my thing. Um, it's, interesting. I had a, a traumatic head injury car accident in 1983. Oh, wow. So there are some dates that are really carved in my consciousness. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, certain things fall out of my memory. Wow. It's a, it's a, a ride that I would not like recommend to anybody going through, you know, I was on a bicycle, hit my car, hurt my head. But the, the upside to that is my intuition really, really kicked in. So, oh, wow. you know, you lose, you lose some things, you gain others. So yeah, that's why I get dates. Not, not my strongest thing, but yeah, I've been um, coaching since 1994, started with entertainment industry, coached a bunch of movie stars, directors, producers, creative types, 
in Hollywood. Um, and I just, that's how I started coaching was I just discovered I was in the industry myself and I just discovered that I was happiest when I was helping people, you know, the, mm -hmm. my relationships, uh, were a higher quality. And I sort of had a magic touch where people starting out were like getting TV series and movies and awards and stuff like that. And it was a lot of fun. So I decided to become a full-time coach and, the thing is how I ended up in this money niche is not by planning. That was not like I, I went to Smith college and got a degree in religion. That's not what oh, people wow. <laughs> do who are like, you know, focused on making a lot of money in life. So the thing was, is I, you know, good student took all the marketing classes, took all the sales classes. I was getting mountains of testimonials and I was living in Los Angeles and at my lowest point struggling to make a hundred dollars a month, which, you know, it, I really hope you're impressed. No, yes, <laughs> I, I am. I want like more. <laughs> right. On paper, you know, success, but right. Just total failure and nobody else's system was working, whether it was really practical, do this and make money. You know, I was getting certification after certification. I had the testimonials. I knew how to help people. I knew how to market. I had people who wanted to hire me. I also had vision boards and affirmations and, and, and in LA, you've got people who are like, Ooh, I will, you know, wave my fingers and change your DNA and you'll be rich. You know, we, I've, I've gone down that route too. None of it worked. And what it came down to, and I can laugh about it now, but it's not a laughing matter when you need to make a living to survive and you're doing everything right. And you aren't getting you aren't getting the results you desire or deserve. And it came down to, I was in a really dark place. Like I, I'm giving up, I'm giving up on life. I don't want to play anymore. I just don't know what to do. And I still had a coach. Like I don't have enough for rent, but I still have a coach. <laughs> and my coach had some like amazingly inspired moment. And asked me, Morgana, if your money was a person, who would your money be? And in that instant, I saw this big, scary, dirty, violent biker dude who terrified me. Like every cell of my body was like bad. Mm -hmm. And like, we can go into all of the beliefs and life experiences that went there, but we're, we're not going to. It was just like, whoa, that's, mm -hmm. that's the guy. No wonder. No wonder I am doing everything in my power to make money and bring it into my life. But I am at the same time keeping it away from me as yeah. if my life depends on it. And that's when my financial situation made sense. And nobody out there was talking like that or teaching anything like this. Yeah, that's so true. Like uh, the way I... When I saw your message before and you said how you turned seeing money as like something to be feared as like a lover, basically like viewing money as someone like who would that person be in my life? And I feel like it's like so interesting because, yeah, like no one's really 
taught about that. And I feel like that's the best way to tackle limiting beliefs because sometimes you, you're not exactly sure what they are. But then when you try to personify it, I feel like that's an easy way. And just like you said, like it's not important to go back to what caused it. It's like, all right, we're here now. That happened in the past. It's like, what are we going to do about it? So I feel like that approach is very, very interesting. Well, um, when I needed to figure out how to do it for other people, because like, so I saw my monster, got rid of the biker, because I knew there was no way that I could have money in my life if that was the biker. Then I went to the next question, which you just said, well, who would I want in my life? And I hadn't, and it just out of the blue, this beautiful, handsome, romantic lover man who respected me and adored me and wanted to be with me and wanted to woo me was like, who showed up? Because I'm a romantic type. So that works really well for me. And I discovered after coaching thousands of other people and seeing what works and what doesn't is a lover relationship is really, really good because lovers are equal and they're vulnerable. Yes. You have the power to break your money, honey's heart. That's what I call the new relationship. (laughs) Money, honey. I love it. It's like, it's not going to be Oprah and it's not going to be Jesus because they're like way up here. Mm -hmm. And we want somebody who can meet us and want us and, and trust us to be like powerful and creative and resourceful generators ourselves. But I did find, because like, I had my transformation and the next day, you know, after I met my money, honey, and I asked my money, honey, what he needed for me to stay with me. And he told you me take him out on a date. How did the? <laughs> I, well, it all happened like in this one afternoon and just kind of like, well, I got rid of the biker. Now there's a new problem is I live in LA and I need a relationship with money. What would that look like? And so now there's this cute guy, but I can feel how I've been breaking his heart all these years and that I've been the gatekeeper all along. What does he need from me? So I ask him and he tells me and he needs me to love him and stop treating him like a monster. That was our first conversation. Everybody has their own conversation and their own answers. And then, well, what does that look like? And that was concrete measurable action, which is step six. I made an agreement the next time he brought me a gift, I would say, thank you. And the next day he brought me four people who wanted to hire me. And my way of saying thank you was when they asked me what I charged, I would tell them, with the energy of, and isn't he beautiful? Instead of like, ooh, creepy, shamey, oh God, I hate talking about charging money, ooh, monster. And I had been undercharging so severely for so long that my money, honey, and I agreed on what I would charge. So it was double what I'd been charging before and four people showed up the next day, sent me emails or phone calls wanting to hire me. And I told them my fee and then I shut up, which you can tell is not my natural state. And I let them make a decision and they all hired me at double what I had charged before and clients have been coming ever since. And I've literally made millions of dollars. I just think that's like the most amazing thing because when you met your money, honey, it was from a place of seeing it as what can I do to better our relationship and taking control and not necessarily feeling like, Oh, well you abandoned me. Like seeing like converting that energy. I feel like is so beautiful because it allows you to take your power back. And I feel like that's what allowed you to be like, you know what, like I am worth it and I'm going to charge this and people will pay it. Like that's like 
amazing. I didn't even know if they would or wouldn't. But I here here was like the weird. I took my I took my own people pleasing skills and turned it into a superpower because I didn't want to hurt my money's feelings. Yeah. So I had no idea whether anybody was going to hire me. I, d- I didn't know. I knew that he loved me and I knew that I had been sort of a jerk in the relationship and hurt his feelings and I didn't want to hurt his feelings anymore. So I was going to say, this is my fee and I was going to be loving to him and then let the human being I was speaking to make her own decision like an adult. Yes, but still like knowing your worth, like this is me and this is my worth. And yeah, I feel like that's just amazing. Before we go on, because I think you just pointed to something really, really important. I still have days where I don't know my worth. I forget. It helps to have like a lot of testimonials to remind me, Mm -hmm. but I think as human beings, how we feel about ourselves is like the weather and it's just, it's a moving target. Yeah. So sometimes I have to just leave myself out of the equation. And what I'm actually, when I'm in for anybody who is in sales, especially if you're a healer and you're really, really good, it's not about you. It's about the person you want to help and how important is it to help that person? Yes. What is the value of, if, if I believe like I, there's this client Shalini from Thailand. And I remember the first time I spoke with her, I was like, Oh my God, I am speaking to a multi six figure coach, maybe seven figure coach who just isn't there yet. But oh my God, it's like, it's already happened. I know her value. Mm -hmm. And so when I tell, when I make my offer and I know that this is the right one for her and then I let her decide for herself, it's not about me at all. If I don't feel that way about a person, I just suggest something different for them, you know, maybe somebody else or something easier or some self-study. But I, but when you know that the person in front of you has the problem that is your wheelhouse and you believe in them and the value of that transformation, then that makes it easy to stay in integrity and not feel like, um, you know, then, then like minor, how, how does Morgana feel about Morgana is not even part of the conversation, which is easier for me. I feel like that is um, a really good point because we know we've all been there. You know, there's some days you feel like you're on top of the world. Other days you're like, what am I doing? Like, am I capable of doing this? But like you said, I like how you view it not just as you doing something for you, but realizing that you're also trying, to, like you see value in someone else. And I feel like that's what makes like a good coach, like a good coach. Like you weren't just, you know, trying to, you know, just get your half of it, get your money. You know, like you saw that you were able to help this person. Like you mentioned, like certain clients, you know, you suggest other things for them. And I feel like part of that could very well be because of the relationship you had with money and not seeing people as a means to your income, knowing that the money was going to come regardless, and just instead seeing it as you like instilling like value in other people's lives. Like that's incredible. So that was actually like kind of what I was going to ask you about, like what makes your um, style of coaching different? Like aside from like, 
having people view money in a different way. And obviously, you know, you trying to instill value in people, seeing them for, you know, all that they're worth. What makes your coaching different than the coaching that's out there right now? Oh, thank you for asking. I created my own modality. I call it financial alchemy, but it's really not about money at all. I talk about money with air quotes because our relationship with money is really our relationship with life. It's based on real, like deep personal issues around our lovability, our worthiness and our, and our sense of safety. Like when nobody will pay us, we feel unloved. And, and asking to be paid, like brings up all of our most neurotic um, survival and, and self-worth issues. And by the way, it's not just people who aren't making money. I coach millionaires and billionaires too. Mm -hmm. So if you think that it, that they have a great relationship with money, you just haven't coached them yet. Um, (laughs) Because they have as much fear of losing everything. Or money getting in the way of love becoming the bank, it causes it can cause all sorts of you know drama and trauma and strife. Uh, so we're we're really talking about and when you wonder why for some people there is no enough, even oligarchs and and multi billionaires, why nothing is enough? It's because they're human beings too, and they still don't feel safe. So that is just a very fancy level of poverty, but it's not wealth when you don't feel safe and you don't feel loved and you're doing stuff you hate, or you're making money doing things that hurt people, or you're working so hard, you may be making millions of dollars, but you have a terrible lifestyle. It's all poverty. So that's not what we're aiming for here. Um, So you had a question. Let me, my coaching style, um, I call it alchemy. Alchemy is the transmutation of lead into gold. So we go really deep into what isn't working. And I, and I practice something I call ruthless compassion or ruthless empathy is really more like it because I feel the feelings too. I'm super duper intuitive. So I have clear audience. I hear what my client is going to say before they say it. Sometimes I see it. Sometimes I smell it. Sometimes I feel it. That was that car accident. I tend to run a little ahead of time. I just know what clients are going to say before they say it very often, but I'm wanting, I'm creating like this very intense experience first with creating the monster and getting rid of the monster, because from a neurological point of view, we need to light up your neurology and give you a really intense experience so that we can rewire your brain from money as the bad guy, the Mm -hmm. obstacle, the thing that, you know, prevents you from what you want to have, do, or be the danger to this loving partner, but we, it needs to be full body, not, not mindset. Right. So, so I, I go in there with you and I don't have that like professional distance. I'm like, feel it. And I magnify it. So I know where you are so that we can change it. And part of what I do is I can take you safely where other coaches can't. I can take you safely and bring you out on the other side. I can take you safely where you shouldn't maybe go by yourself. And I take you there 
because it's like a slingshot. We are creating all this tension and yes. leverage to catapult you to the other side where to have a change that is big and real and sticks where 10 years, 15 years, 20 years later, clients tell me that they still have no financial anxiety. Their lives are great. Their love lives are great. And they're able to move on without money being the boogeyman gets in the way of their lives. Yeah. I think it's, um, as humans, I've realized like how it's a interesting thing. Cause you know, you're on these manifestation groups on like Facebook and the two things that people are always trying to manifest is love and money. And it's like, it's, it's like interesting to me because I started noticing it, how you really truly do need to love yourself and know your worth in order for you to allow that type of energy in. And it's funny because at first, like before I, you know, had my awakening and everything, I would um, question if I even like wanted to be a millionaire. I was like, oh, like I don't need to have like a lot of money because for me in my mindset, I saw money as like, you know, not having enough time to like, like, you know, if I was a mother to have time with my kids or rich people aren't happy. And it's like, you have like all these thoughts. And then what you realize is kind of like what you mentioned, I did, I create like a monster. And, you know, that's where the energy is. Like, that's why I feel like this is like a completely different way to like, look at money mindset. So Being a millionaire was never really my goal. Just financial freedom and abundance. I own a beautiful house in Southern California. I never thought that was going to happen. You know, just having the financial freedom and abundance to not be afraid to do what I want to do, to travel the world, marrying my husband over and over again in different countries. That's what we do. Oh, that's the idea to get married a hundred times in a hundred countries. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. We're in, we're 25 weddings deep. I slayed my love monster exactly the same way I slayed money monsters. And then I met my husband two months later, by the way, all money issues are love issues. They're so it's like money and love are both related. And when you're doing Mm -hmm. everything right, and this is true across anything, whether it's money, love, health, whatever, if you're doing everything right for a really long time and you're not getting the results and it doesn't make sense. In my experience, odds are very high that there's a monster there. And so I was like teaching, I was teaching my money monster stuff and doing ridiculously well with that, but dead end with love and dating over and over and over again. And I remember just listening to myself teaching financial alchemy and thinking to myself, Oh crap. That sounds like my love life. Damn. (laughs) I have to do this again. And I did. And it worked. Um, And I love how it only takes you like two months. You know, like you said, you tried so many other things before and it was, I was 45 (laughs) and I tried everything, but that's the thing. Like you were trying and trying and trying. And then once it clicked, it only took two months. Like that's such a, And my client, Catherine, met her husband two weeks after returning home from doing my ultimate money goddess retreat in Bali. Every year I do a retreat with a handful of women, like between four and eight women so that I can coach everybody really Mm -hmm. deeply one-on-one. And then they can bond, you know, if we're going to be talking magic here, it's like a coven. 
of powerful women doing magic together. And Catherine met her and she was, I think, in her mid 50s. She met her husband two weeks after she got back from Bali. And that's her first marriage, just like wow. Devin is my first 25 marriages. <laughs> that is so incredible. But yeah, I, I completely agree of how money and love are tied. And that's why, like I, like I was saying, like everyone's always trying to manifest like money and love. But then I feel like trying to bring them together and just seeing them like all one in the same. And then it always falls back to like the ultimate love, which is that self-love and that self-care. So I know that you um, mentioned um, before we spoke about your three related pearls, you called Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So it was um, change happens at the speed of safety, which I think is so cute. (laughs) Um, Your wealth is your weirdness and the purpose of money is to serve love, lifestyle and legacy. So can you go into uh, course they are? Yeah, I think I started to touch on them. And before I dive into that, and I think it's related, is I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed this a lot in spiritual circles, is like there is so much fear of fear. There is so much fear of negative feelings. There's like, oh, "Oh, you better not think that or something terrible is going to happen. (laughs) High vibes only. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Right. And so there's like this, this fear of your experience, this fear that the world is so mean that it's going to punish you for having, for, for hurting. And I, you know, we all have our victim experiences in life and I believe they're sacred or they wouldn't exist. Yes. And they're magical and they're transformative. They suck when we're in them, I would like to certainly get rid of as much of them as we can. And that's why we, you know, that's why we want to help each other and create a better experience for everybody. Um, but you're going to have your thing, whatever it is, because that's part of life. And so instead of being afraid of your victim experience, I say, let's use it. Mm-hmm. You know, you've all, whatever it is, and we have so much shame around it. And then our well-intentioned spiritual friends make us feel even more shame. It gives us the humility to respect the experiences of other people and hopefully the capacity to be kind and helpful and, and, and of service to others. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have that experience, you want to use it. So yeah. that's, that's why we dig it up and we put it into our monster to create that polarity because there's really no transformation in neutrality. You're just kind of stuck in park. Yeah. Um, it's the, the polarity, the extreme, the lead into the goal that creates mm-hmm. the energy for transformation. So the, I, I, I think the first thing you mentioned was uh, change happens at the speed of safety, especially for women. If you're doing, you know, everything you can to break through your money blocks and your self-love blocks and, and your anything block, you may be feeling just so hated and beaten down by the universe. And I say that because I know what that feels like personally. And you may feel like such a failure and it may just feel so unfair and frightening because it doesn't make sense and you're exhausted 
And there's so much real life circumstance that I respect. I respect that there is systemic inequality. I mean, it's real. Let's not pretend it's not. Okay. But we want to make you bigger than all that crap. So use it and put it into your monster. Put that into your monster. It's so interesting that you're bringing up these points because I started to view life in this way as well. Because like you mentioned, a lot of people are like, oh, like you can't have negative thoughts. And like, if something negative comes on, just hurry up and bury it. But then what happens is, you know, you take your attention off of it. But what happens, it's going to manifest either way as something else. So I feel like it is so true, like taking your power back and realizing that, yes, these things may have happened to me, but they don't necessarily define my life. And I feel like that's where a lot of the power actually lies is not running away from things, but how can I integrate it and use it for my my benefit? Exactly. It all has a wisdom and it's not going to go away until it delivers its gift. Mm -hmm. So the more you push it down, the louder it's going to like knock you in the face to get your attention. So in terms of change happening at the speed of safety. So if you're protecting yourself from money or love or healing or whatever it is, you're not a failure. You're not an idiot. You're protecting yourself from some real scary stuff and some real pain and some real wrongness. So you're actually very, very successful at protecting yourself. The challenge is protecting yourself may kill you because protecting yourself from something you need. So what we want to do is we want to get really honest and find the threat and then turn it into a monster and then destroy the monster because then you get to have a new relationship with life. And you get to feel safe even before your circumstances change. You can take a look at every all the drama going on with your money, honey, or your love, honey. What? It, but I like I find money, honey, is the most elegant because it covers money, the honey. most. <laughs> and you can you can look at it through his eyes or her eyes or their eyes. You know whatever whatever is you know your lover and. And what you do is you're relaxing yourself. And I'm going to go back to brain science because I'm a geek. Uh, and what you're doing is you're relaxing the, the, the reptile survival brain at, you know, the back of the, at the back of your head. And you're waking up when you relax, you wake up the frontal lobe, which is where your genius zone is. This is where you come up with creative solutions. This is where your love and compassion and generosity and expansion and brilliances where you can solve problems and you want to get into that state because you're going to make better decisions. You want to be having conversations with your money, honey, because your money, honey, doesn't have all of your fears and insecurities. And so when you make change safe, especially for women, change can the, your circumstances can change ridiculously quickly. My, my client, Leslie, I coached her for just a few minutes. She was already doing my process on her own. She bought my money goddess experience home study course, which you can find at my website. And the first time she went through slaying her money monster on her own and meeting her money, honey, she received, I think like $10,000. Oh, wow. Out of the blue, 
some investment really long ago that she forgot about. Then she did it again and she made $50,000. And then we had a phone call and I saw something in her story that could uncover a really big monster. So I invited her to use that. And this is the weird thing that happened is a few hours later, her house, which had been on the market for years and nobody had even looked at in over a year, she got a phone call. People wanted to look at the house that was for sale and she sold her house for $1.2 million wow. that weekend. And that's really, it's almost like we put up our walls of safety and all the stuff that does want to come in, we're protecting ourselves yes. from. Because we are protecting ourselves from a very real monster. It's imaginary, yeah, but it's real. That's what I, the point that I was going to bring up is after um, Leslie healed that relationship, she didn't have to go after anything. It was all already right there waiting to come in. And so putting yourself at that vibration, all of it was able to come to her. Like it wasn't even like, all right, I healed my relationship with money. Now I have to go out there and find clients or try really hard to make things happen because they were already a lot. It seemed like a lot of that was already ready to come in for her. And once she allowed herself to feel safe, they just naturally um, float in, which is incredible. It's different for every person. Leslie, smart person, hard worker, had been doing stuff that wasn't working for a long time. Somebody else might need to get into action. And it's going to be because we're all on a different journey. Um, but action is always, I always end every session with, you know, the concrete measurable action, because I think if you want real world physical results, you need to take real world physical actions just to let yourself know that things have changed. So, and sometimes it makes sense. Like sometimes it's like, I'm going to balance my checkbook or I'm going to do my taxes, or I'm going to call that person who owes me money that I haven't wanted to call because it's really unpleasant. And, and I, uh, I think. Chris Clavio, and I can share, I can share his name because he shared the story publicly, um, followed up on people who owed him money and not only got the money back and more than he expected, but lots of other stuff too. So it's just, it's just kind of stirring up the energy from a new place. Um, my uh, client, Katie Curtin in Canada Lots of sounds there. <laughs> um, she, and this is another public story that I can share. I, you know, I, I protect privacy. A lot of clients give me permission to share their stories and their names. Yes, and uh, her money, honey, and she was like, you know, stuck in debt, not making money, you know, working so hard, deserving so much more. And her money, honey, came up with uh, when she, she got to the final step, what action should she take? And they were, she was working it out with her money, honey, while I was facilitating kind of that conversation. She came up with, and they agreed on that she would go skating, which doesn't make sense when you're in financial anxiety. And here's the thing. So she didn't do it on the first day because she was too stressed out about money and trying to make money. So nothing changed. And she didn't do it the second day and nothing changed. On the third day, she took her kid out to the skating rink December in Canada and they had this wonderful beautiful heart connection and then she went home and she received a phone call and ten thousand dollars without even asking so and I have a lot of examples of stuff like that so everybody has their own journey 
And so I don't want to, you know, say, oh, buy my program, make $1.2 million. You know, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen for anybody and when. I have a ton of testimonials. I've done this thousands of times. I see certain patterns. The real goal is to get yourself into this love relationship where money is this person worthy of your deepest admiration, trust, and respect, who inspires the best in you, not greed, not avarice, not exploitation, because all that's fear and scarcity, that is not love, and brings out your best and guides you to being the most creative, resourceful, best version of yourself without a lot of heavy lifting. That's when you get better results. As a lover would do. Yes. I feel like it's genius thinking about money in this way and just having that intimate relationship with it. And like you're saying, you're like, it's not just writing out your limiting beliefs and then what am I going to do with it? Like having an actual active relationship with money, you know, and I feel like that, um, that's what makes it powerful. And I feel like, you know, like you, that's why change happens at the speed of safety. Once you allow yourself to feel safe, that's when, you know, like all your clients having these amazing things happening in such a short amount of time, once they feel safe, you know, allowing all that into their lives, which is incredible. So yeah, so the next pearl is your wealth is your weirdness. So what's that? It's in your weirdness. It's in your weirdness. Sorry. Yeah. What is that all about? Um, You know, we spend so much energy trying to fit in and, you know, not get attacked. Uh, And, and the danger of that is it makes us all really bland vanilla background noise. And it can be very scary. And in some situations, downright dangerous to not be liked. So we're not making this up, especially as women, any woman who has ever gone on a date ever knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, But when I talk about your wealth is in your weirdness, is especially if, if you're selling anything, and we always are, whether you own your own company or you're getting um, hired, it's like, why you and not somebody else? And yeah. at a certain point, for you to be anything at all, you're going to have to repel the people who are not your people so that your people can see you. Uh, I lead with relationship with money. I've been a life and business coach for 27 years. I am a marketing coach. I am a relationship coach. I'm a co-active coach. I'm a master of neuro-linguistic programming. Um, You do it all. I coach people on, you know, speaking to the media. I do like, when I have a private client, once they come in, they come through the money door. The pain door is the money door. But once they're inside, anything I have is theirs. Like, you know, oh, they come in with this issue. Well, I just like, pull the right tool out of the ether. And that's, that's what coaching is. Coaching is not telling you to do this, this, and this. That's, that's something else. A lot of non-coaches call themselves coaches. Yeah. Cause everyone's different. So yeah, you have to tailor it based on the person and what it is that they want. But for marketing, I lead with relationship with money because it's the weirdest thing that I do that nobody else can do like me. 
my language is weird. <laughs> my sharing my own personal story is nobody else's life story. If you have nothing else, you have your own failure is what makes you unique and relatable. That, you know, that you start the things that you're embarrassed about could be the key to everything you ever wanted. You know, it's our, it's our failures. It's the things that make us not bland vanilla background noise. I'm not saying throw feces, feces at the wall. That's, yeah. that's like <laughs> icky weirdness. Nobody wants it. But whatever is human about you that gives other people permission to be human, that helps other people, especially if it's fun, is that that's where you're going to find your wealth. You're going to find your wealth of people who love you for who you really are, who get you, your sister space aliens. And the people who want to buy from you are the people who are like the weirdos of your tribe. Otherwise, you're invisible. So I love that because you know, a lot of people I know struggle with this, like trying to find your purpose. And I feel like just really sitting down with yourself and noticing, like you mentioned, like what makes you unique and not trying to, you know, blend in with everyone else. That's where your true power is. And once you find that, you know, that's where you can um, allow your wealth to be in your weirdness. Can I share a quick story? Yes, of course. Okay, back in 2003, I belonged to this super great networking group in Santa Monica, California, and where I just, I joined it because I loved all the women. I was certain I was never going to get hired because everybody was a coach, but I just loved them. So I joined anyway, and I was still trying to be like very professional and dress the way I thought professional people dressed and talk the way (laughs) I thought professional people talked. And then one day... I showed up in a miniskirt combat boots, this red cape that my grandmother had given me years ago and a homemade magic wand. And I stood at the front of the room and I said that I am, you know, I am a witch who helps women fall in love with themselves and unleash their magic. And everybody in the room wanted my business card. Oh my God. I love that. Right. When I was businessy, people's eyes glazed over because I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> but you, when you showed up as your true authentic self, that's where yeah. it aligned, which I feel like is such a, especially now, like with the way social media is going, I feel like a lot of people try to like, you know, what is this person doing that the person who has the most likes and the most followers, and they try to like, put themselves as a cookie cutter of that person. But then once people allow themselves to like step out and realize there was a time when that person had to become a trendsetter in order for these people to even follow them in the first place. So what is it that makes you different? And let that be, you know, just even if it's just for fun, because like you said, like, um, when you started your coaching, you weren't necessarily looking to, you know, be a millionaire, even though that's your status now. You did it for, you know, the love of it and the love of adding value to others. So the last of your pearls is um, the purpose of money is serve love, lifestyle and legacy. I think that's the biggest one. I mean, that's really, really what my work is about. Like my favorite topics in the world are love, lifestyle and legacy. And we are all on the same journey. 
no matter where you are economically. I think I mentioned earlier, you know, I've coached, you know, multimillionaires and billionaires who still had sucky lifestyles, horrible love lives, and weren't doing great, weren't doing what they wanted to do in the world. My challenge with the law of attraction, and I think you were talking, you know, we were talking about this earlier, is like, if it isn't really... the the fears, the the bad feelings, the negative beliefs, all of that stuff is there, whether you acknowledge it or not. And if you get a snake bite, the worst thing you can do is put a Band-Aid on it. Yes. Because <laughs> the, the poison will just go inward yeah, and poison yep. you and kill you. You need to suck it out, bring it yeah. out into the light. <laughs> Don't be afraid of it. Bring it out look at it and put it into your monster and make a decision. What if this monster gets to exist in your life experience or not? So my definition of wealth is love lifestyle and legacy. Financial wealth is having enough abundance, freedom from fear, freedom from drama, having enough to have the freedom to focus on love, lifestyle and legacy. And it doesn't take a million dollars. Becoming a millionaire, I figured it out by accident because I was taking a friend's course at the beginning of 2020 and I was adding up like all of my assets like, whoa, look at what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? My life didn't change. Yeah, I was about to say you didn't feel any different. Yeah, you were already a millionaire and didn't know it. And you're like, oh, look at that. (laughs) But my, it didn't, I didn't change anything I do. I was taking trips before. I was- donating and volunteering before I was doing what I loved before. I feel like there's like an interesting dynamic between the people who feel like it's not spiritual to want to be financially abundant. And then those who think um, now they want to be financially abundant, they need a million dollars in order to, but I feel like when you get to the root of it, what is it that you really want? And it is that lifestyle, the love and the legacy, like that's what you actually truly want. I don't think there's anything more spiritual than love and legacy and lifestyle is a really big container. Mm -hmm. So to me, lifestyle is healthy living, you know, not you be swimming in after, after a talk, I'm going to go swimming in the ocean, which by the way, is a very spiritual experience for me. Um, A lifestyle that, you know, lets me practice my faith and eat healthy food and get sunshine and have good relationships and have free time and, and all of that. But, you know, you can throw a lot into lifestyle. But uh, when you don't have a healthy lifestyle, it can really get in the way of other stuff. I believe life has three great spiritual teachers for most, if not all of us. And they are love, money, and health. And they... The challenges in those realms are going to come up and, and they serve to challenge us to evolve just like every challenging circumstance. I mean, stuff is going to happen and our only power is how we respond to it. So I, I like to uh, relate to it as a spiritual teacher. So if I'm like, Oh, really stuck and frustrated, Um, I may have a conversation with my money, honey. I may have a fight with my money, honey. You know, how dare you? What's going on? Look at all I've done. 
and and blah 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 blah. And you know, we may we may have it out, which is by the way, is just a relationship. Um, I may ask my money, honey, uh, what do I need to learn here so I can finally let go of this pattern, this struggle that I'm having? I love the information that I get back. If your relationship with money makes you a better person, a more loving person, a more effective person, makes you more of who you want to be, more expansive, more generous, more kind, more wise, more responsible, then I think that that is, that is a spiritual relationship. And that's kind of how you can tell uh, the quality of the relationship. I know the whole thing about the love of money is the root of all evil quote that we've all heard. By the way, a friend of mine studied the original Aramaic and it doesn't say that at all in yeah, the first language. <laughs> um, but you know, love is love is kind and noble and expansive and selfless. It's not underpaying employees and exploiting people and trafficking people and harming people and hurting people. That is scarcity and that is the opposite of love. So when I'm talking about loving money, I'm talking about that kind of love that makes you your best self. That's why um, one of the things that I also tried um, practicing is seeing everything that happens as neutral. So I think it falls back to the whole like, oh, this is bad. This is good. But like realizing that money itself isn't evil. It's energy just like everything else in this universe. And it exists for a reason, you know, and knowing that the universe is abundant, like I can choose to see it as with love and appreciation and abundance, or I can choose to see it as something that's evil and that people are hoarding. So I feel like that's like another, like um, just important way to like view the whole aspect and dynamic of money. So that's how I feel like everything that you've mentioned so far, like it's, it's such a powerful again, way of looking at money and being able to like relate it. And so what's any um, advice that you'd give to my listeners who may be struggling with money right now? And um, also like, where can they find like your coaching or do you have like any courses available? Uh, I have everything. I've yeah, been I, say, I know you have a long time, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you're struggling, congratulations, the process is going to be so much easier for you. I mentioned, I mentioned Leslie uh, and her story and the house sale and all the money before that. What I didn't mention was when she approached me, she was in a really, really black, dangerous place. And she came up to me after I had spoken and told me that she was feeling suicidal. Oh no. So, and, and I've been there. I know what that's like. That's part of why I'm able to respond to that is I said to her, what I would have needed somebody to say to me when I was in that space, which is, I know what that's like. I know what that's like. Stay alive. Stay alive long enough for it to get better. So, you know, anybody who's in that place, it's just, I've been there. Believe me, I've been there. I, I set a date. I've researched how I did all of it. I was really serious. Wow. So there's time for you to get better because it does get better, but you have to be around for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was already feeling so much despair, uh, it was easier for her to really 
experience a money monster worthy of destroying and getting rid of. The person who is, you know, in pain, it is closer to change. I feel like that's also very inspiring because some people think that for some people, it's like so easy for them to do it and they might feel like they're so behind. But then, um, like you said, sometimes like you don't have to necessarily get yourself up against the wall, but sometimes it does help. And just like you mentioned before, like you were even in that place. And it's like, I feel like I, I, I always hear this from so many other amazing, successful people. If it wasn't for those struggles, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be where they are right now. And I feel like it also allows you to connect with and relate with other people who are in that place and, you know, allow them to be their most authentic self. And that most authentic self is, you know, it does include that wealth. And it's, you know, we, we all take turns and, you know, in that, in those, in that dark place, we all, we will all get our turn at some point. And that's why I do say that these victim experiences are sacred. They're in all of our world religions and mythologies. Everybody has it. It's just, you know, I don't want anybody to go through it. I don't want to go through it. Uh, And we, we just want to learn from what we've been through so that we don't have to repeat it. Um, How to reach me. Yeah. Really, really easy. Just MorganaRay.com. That's how to find me. Tons of free and uh, in it and less expensive stuff on my website. You know, there's a whole range for, you know, wherever you are. A great place to start is the Money Love Quiz on my homepage. You can also find my book, which is a hybrid of a book and a self-coaching system on my homepage. If you want to work with me, you can, uh, under programs, you can find applications to uh, work with me as a client with a VIP day or going on one of my money goddess retreats. I do one a year um, or working long-term privately. It's application invitation only. Awesome. This has been very insightful, even for myself. I'm going to meet my money monster, I think tonight and allowing my money, honey. (laughs) Yeah. Do it in one sitting. Okay. You know, get rid of the monster and then immediately bring in your money, honey, because you don't want to wander around, you know, with this big empty space for a new money monster to come into, if that makes any sense. Yeah. We never take anything away, whether even stuff you don't want, there's grief involved. We never take anything away without putting something better in that place immediately. Mm-hmm. That's the key to change, so making it safe. Yeah. And everyone, I will have um, all of Morgana's information in the show notes so they can reach out to you. So thank you. It was a pleasure having you and I'm wishing you the best. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, beautiful soul, for listening and supporting my podcast. If this episode or any of my other episodes resonate with you, please don't forget to leave me a review, share it with your friends, your family, your neighbor, groups on Facebook, whoever you think will benefit from this. And also, if you guys want to connect with me on a deeper level, I will leave all my information down in the show notes, my TikTok and my YouTube channel, which I also share amazing full-length Abraham Hicks workshop videos. I have meditation and visualization videos on there, and I also do Abraham Hicks 
affirmation pick a cards as well as share my own personal manifestation stories so if you guys are interested in any of that stuff don't be shy let me know that you're coming from the podcast and until next time guys i am hoping that something resonated for you in this podcast and you allow yourself to meet your money honey (laughs) and just let the money flow because you're worthy and deserving of all of it so until next time guys i am sending you guys all peace love and high vibes bye